This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Guys, you know that I'm a huge music head. And music is my life, of course, aside from my three children. Um, But I had a really a really good idea. And I was like, you know what? I want to bring someone on, someone that I grew up listening to, someone who's a dad, someone whose songs and lyrics, um, quite a few of his songs and lyrics had a lot to do with with growing up and family. And so I, I, I sent off an email and I crossed my fingers and I did the little sign of the cross, like the good Catholic girl that I am. And <laughs> I'm excited because... We've got Art Alexakis of Everclear, uh, songwriter, guitarist, founder, dad, just amazing rock and roller. Art, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. We finally, I'm and, and, and you didn't just send out an email. Are you kidding me, man? Your buddy Darren was relentless, relentless, what? relentless. I'm like, Darren, back off, dude. So let me, okay, I'm going to fill you guys in at home that are listening. Darren Pfeiffer, if you remember him from um, 102.1 The Edge, he was one of the announcers at our brother station, and he was also a drummer for um, a few- Goldfinger. A a few bands, but Goldfinger, and and just look up Darren Pfeiffer, Goldfinger, Twinkie, and that's all you need to know, okay? But um, I knew, Art, that he was friends with you, and I was like, Darren, I'm like, I need an email. I need to send an email, but I had no idea he was pushing all of this in the background. Well, he he was, you know, I mean, it was just through COVID and, and uh, it was just like, I mean, we have been so blessed. By the way, thank you for having me on the show. I no, really thank appreciate you. it. Um, I, I, I just, we've been so busy since yeah. COVID. Even in 2021, we toured in 2021, which is a story unto itself. But uh, we're we're just constantly working all the time. So I'm glad we when we originally were going to do this, I was in Australia. Yes, and and it was like trying to find a time that I could. <laughs> it do wasn't it happening with an with a like a 20 hour difference. You know, it, it was like it was it or 17 hour difference or something. It was it was something crazy, insane. And so here we are, March. Well, I, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm just happy to have you here. As I mentioned, like, you know, Everclear was a band that I grew up listening to and Santa Monica is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Santa Monica is one of my favorite tunes, but then there's father of mine and wonderful life and like so many, many songs. And it's so funny because nowadays when I listen to those songs, they hit different. They hit different with me being a mom. You know, and so I was like, man, it'd be really cool to get art on here. And we talk a little bit about music. We talk a little about a little bit about life. We talk a little bit about what's it like you being a dad. And I know that you were in that documentary, The Other F Word, um, which, you know what I mean? Like, I loved your piece in that. But yeah, you, you made mention that you're like becoming a parent is like next level and it's like spiritual. And so I just I was like, you know what? Let's talk. Let's just talk. Let's throw it all out there. And just have a fun conversation tonight. Okay. Where do we start? (laughs) Well, 
you know, it's really what you were talking about is one of the words that you you didn't didn't use. You you used it, but you didn't actually use the word is perspective. And those songs that I wrote 20, 25 years ago, um, and that I sing darn near every night. Um, I, you know, the there's been a sea change in a lot of ways, just both for me and the world around me and and my world and and the world outside of that. And as a parent, as you know, um, our, our our tendencies are to like circle the wagons and yeah. and protect. That's that's my job. Um, matter of fact, I wrote a song for my solo record in 2019 called Sing Away, which is about a, a parent dealing with their child killing themselves because they were shamed online yeah. shaming which as we know is huge mm -hmm. and um that never happened to me but we since have re-recorded that as an everclear song and it's going to be on our our live we have a live album coming out in september oh, nice. and uh it's going to be uh it's going to have two new songs on it, a song a political song that i wrote that's available online called you're the tiger it was more of a old school everclear you know pop punk song and then uh, the song sing away and um it's 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 just all about the perspective of of where your value is at and as a parent um that selfishness that i had when i was younger just kind of i realized that when my eldest daughter was born you know and i and i was at the hospital and i left to go home to get clothes cuz i was going to stay there in one of those birthing suites remember yeah. those birthing suites you know, they give us steak dinner as a big deal. <laughs> and, and we were poor. We were on welfare just to pay for the baby. And uh, this is way, this is like before Everclear. And um, or I just started Everclear like a month or two before and we sucked. We were horrible. <laughs> um, but I remember going home and sitting on the couch and just going, what am I doing? What is, I mean, I can barely take care of myself. And now I have another child and I literally felt this physical weight on me that yeah. was crushing. I felt it. I'm like, this is, this has got to be like some weird postpartum depression. Right. And mm -hmm. then I just realized that I'm not the first, I'm not one anymore. I'm not first anymore. And as long as I keep my child in my sights as the gold that's the event horizon that i'm going for and everything is moving towards her what i'm doing that that pressure went away it just went away and i just got kind of a joy in my my heart and i i haven't looked back since then and she's now 30 she's 30 going on 31 she's married she's off doing her own thing nice but i have a 15 year old daughter at home god universe whatever you want to call it <laughs> decided to give me two daughters plus twice <laughs> karma karma oh yeah oh yeah and oh. I, I earned every bit of it and i'm gonna take it take it with grace lean into it that's amazing and listen i'm like from what i have read and come across i know you didn't have the best childhood you know, growing up was not an easy journey. Like your path was not paved for you. 
your dad left at a very, you were what, five years old? Yeah, five, six. Actually, my dad was, my mom left my dad and then he, he left, he left, she left him because he was abusive, mostly emotionally abusive, some somewhat physically abusive, but she, she always said the emotional abuse was worse than anything and uh, left him. And he just basically took her for granted. And um, I kudos to her to be a, to be a divorcee with five kids in 1968 that's bold that's unheard of and that's That's like a lot of courage and bravery a lot of courage and but she put her she put her babies first you know we weren't babies anymore but uh i kind of was i was five yeah you were little so that's a baby yeah but um you know she uh i i yeah it was it was rough for me but you know for a lot of people um i mean it's it's relative to anybody. There there's people who have just had horrible horrible childhood. I always had my mother. My mother loved me. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah. My mother loved me fiercely from the moment I was born to the moment that she died. And I was there, and she uh, and she loved me fiercely. So I had that. That doesn't mean she wasn't a crazy hillbilly living in California <laughs> in a housing project, which, you know, I we moved to a housing project because my dad wouldn't pay child support. And um, he didn't know how to be a father. You know, he had been abandoned by his dad in 19. He was born in 22, in 24, um, 20, yeah, 20, in 20, 1924, his mother ran off with a door-to-door salesman. <laughs> yeah. And left two babies behind, a, a, you know, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And my dad, his dad, my dad's dad did what all of us, Alex, all the Alex Huckett's men before me did. He sent his kids to go live in Greece with his parents. And he found a new wife, you know, and started a new family. Wow. That's what my dad did. But, um, you know, uh, that, you know, and that's one of the things that I've done is break the cycle of that. For men yes. And I have seen that. And like I said, even in that documentary, if you guys watch the other F word, um, your part, like it, it's obvious you can see it. Yeah. Well, it's something, it, it wasn't by accident, but something that, you know, I was raised by my mom and my mom, like I said, she was a hillbilly smoked fiercely till she was probably 65. And then when she was 78, she died of lung cancer go figure you know mm-hmm. she's probably smoked from the time she was 10 um she oh she was kind of passive aggressive she never like bad talk my dad but she would be like son a real man doesn't move to the other side of the country and raise someone else's children <laughs> you know so, so passive aggressive a real man it, a real man moves down the street when the relationship doesn't work out because people grow apart and that's okay. But a real man moves down the street and raises his own children. And that has always been my mantra. And it still is, you know, that that's it. You're really, your wife doesn't understand you. So what? Raise your kids, be a father, be there. You made the choice to be a father one way or another, be a father. 
And I say that be a mother as well. It, it goes both ways. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you, you, you know, you. I mean, as you get older, you meet people and you see things and you start seeing the way what the way things should be and the way they usually are. And when things are the way they should be, you're dealing with good people. You're dealing with people who, not that they're bad people, but they're good people who have learned from their mistakes. A lot of people don't learn from their mistakes. It's true. It's true. We are talking all things fatherhood, parenthood, music with Art Alexakis of Everclear. Um, so don't go anywhere because we will be back with more right here on The Parenting Show, 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We've got Art Alexakis of Everclear on the show. Dad, musician, guitar. When I say musician, I got to say guitarist and, and songwriter and singer. And you guys all know his music, and so I... I what what's what more else can I say? It's it's art from Everclear, and that's talk- all you guys say. <laughs> Everyone knows, but we're talking about fatherhood and parenthood, and what it was like for you growing up, being one of five children, and you know having your mom raise you guys by herself, and then what it was like for you to become a dad. But I kind of want to go in between. So as you're mm-hmm. growing up, and we spoke about becoming a dad, but leading up to fatherhood was this something you always thought about you're like yeah you know what as I get older I want to have kids and you know that's like the natural next step or was it like no don't want kids what was going on you know that's a really good question so growing up as a child and then as a teenager um making a lot of bad mistakes with drugs alcohol promiscuity um just I had really developed uh, addictive behavior and plus i think i've always had that addictive gene um i've been clean and sober now 34 years congrats that's I was, amazing I, I was one of those little kids like my back in the 60s you know your mom would give you a little sip of beer yeah and most kids would make the face and people would laugh i'd be like that tastes like candy i'd grab it <laughs> and just try to like <laughs> you know and uh it's always been like that with me i've always had a hole inside of me and looking for other things to fill, fill inside of it. So given that, as I grew up, I mean, I had an idealized version of that. I wanted to live in a house with a family and a little white picket fence, because that to me was like four steps above where I was, because I lived in a housing project of, of cinder block buildings, you know, that, that, that were all uniform. And there was no dads around, it was all moms. There was no dads, you know, Um, very few. Uh, Or there was a few dads who would divorce and live there as roommates. Oh, yeah. So that they could get public assistance. And for the record, for those people who want to go to a dark place, it was all white people. There you go. Um, So that's what I grew up with. So my idea of being a father I didn't really have good role models for that. And um, my first marriage, I was pretty adamant. I was 25 and I told her, I said, 
I don't want children ever Ooh. because I'm not going to be a good father. I don't have, it's not in me to be a good father. And then you were worried felt, about that. I was, but then I fell in love with my second wife as the first one wasn't working out because I was, you know, blackout alcoholic and constantly unfaithful. Um, when I met my second wife, we wanted to get, have a baby. So it, it was really about meeting the right person. And um, we had a child when we didn't have the money to, it wasn't well planned out. We didn't have house, I didn't have a job. But you know what? We made it work because we had a lot of love for that child and we still do. And it's just, even though our relationship has gone in other ways, we still have a lot of love for that child. And it never ends. You know, that's what my mother taught me was tenacity, perseverance, and loyalty to a fault. And um, I'm very grateful to her for that. So that's been my arc of, 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 of being parenthood. But once I became a parent and had that, my daughter, Annabella, I've wanted children, more children ever since then. And uh, I have another daughter with my fourth wife. Obviously, I do it on... Just even wives. So if <laughs> yeah. I ever have a sixth wife, every other one. Yeah, then I can have another baby. But you know what? I have to get like kudos to you uh, because I know a lot of people who have grown up in similar situations and they have just been absolutely terrified. And they're like, no, I, I do not think that I can have a child because I'm traumatized of what I went through and I don't want my child to go through that. And, and I just don't think I have it in me to be able to love and care, you know? So like, I bow down to you for, you know what I mean? Like, that's exactly how I felt. But, but Pina, you know, as well as I do, you can't underestimate the ability for human beings to adapt and change. Uh, It just can't. And when the right pieces fall into life, like, you meet the right person, you meet the right situation. Um, your heart, your mind, everything that you plan can go out the window. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. I, I remember he, I remember hearing my eldest daughter's heartbeat for the first time, you know, um, and seeing that look on her mom's face that was just, I mean, we, her, her parents and, um, uh, different people were telling her to get an abortion. And, um, you know, I'm like, we plan to have this baby. It just seems wrong to me. I'm totally pro-choice, but it just seems if you planned on having a baby, you should have the baby. But, you know, it was her choice ultimately. And after hearing, seeing a look on her face, after hearing that heartbeat, and I'm sure on your first job, it was just like, yeah, it was like it's like magic. Yeah. You're like, what is that? What is that? Yeah, I made something. It's like what? Really, it's really fast. It's like, da, 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 da. and you're like, oh my God, that's a life inside of me. And I'm responsible for that life, not just till she's 18 or 21, forever. Yeah. Forever. A child is a child. That's, they never that's stop being your children. Never. 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 Never stop being my baby. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I just, I still call my, my daughter, my youngest daughter, 15 baby. And she doesn't want her mom calling her that, but I get it's to call okay her for that. you. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a daddy thing, I think. Yeah, there's there is that that relationship between daughters and their dads. And I was really super close with my dad. Um, and and I think, uh, you know, to some extent, there's there's a special relationship between mothers and, and sons. Oh, oh, no, it's it's 10 <laughs> times more, 10 times more, because our relationship, of, I, I tell that to fathers when they have daughters, dude, you are going to be the king, the king until she's about 12 or 13 and then you'll become the worst for about four or five years and hopefully most of the time it comes back but it never comes back the way it was so enjoy it while it lasts but mother of a son uh -uh. (laughs) that thing is intense and strong i told i told you we were talking about it off the air i told you i used a word that i can't use now but i told you you're that because (laughs) um and if he's got your personality, you know oh what, Art, you can say it because they'll just beep you out. So what am I yeah. now that I, I have a son? You're, f- <laughs> <laughs> You're totally. F- <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, we're all f- as parents. It's just we're in. I'm in all the way. You know, yeah. I get a teenager to wait till you have a teenager teenage girl you're gonna have you're gonna have three oh right i'm or i'm two. Well, two, two two girls and then my little guy yeah are you done having babies i am done art i am done <laughs> so you say we'll see <laughs> Man, so very true friends friends of ours um <laughs> friends of ours had two kids and they're in their 40s and they didn't even like each other at that point and they got drunk at our Christmas party and went home and had sex for the first time in I think two years and had a baby. Yeah, that's... and they and they had and now they got a seven year old or eight year old. Crazy! You never know, know you, what's going to happen. That's what I was just going to say. You never know what life is going to throw your way. You know, right. and and then you while you were a dad, you had this like career in music, and Everclear is a brand name, like. Yeah. You know, I grew up with Everclear and listening to songs and and just like sitting there. And like I said, you know, now I listen to them. I'm playing them in the car and I'm belting them out. With my sunroof open. And, and your kids I'm just are like, like, what is this? No, actually, my kids are so into it. So it's good. Thank <laughs> God. I've taught them well when it comes to music. But raised them upright. I'll be singing along to some of your songs. And I'm just like, it hits different. Like I said, you know, I hear father of mine now. I used to sing that it never registered. And I'm like, this is art's life. Well, it was at that time. And that was that perspective. Like we were talking about perspectives and that perspective has both solidified and kind of changed as well. You know, as, as, as a six, well, I wrote that song. What was I? 30, let's see, 1996. I was 34. Mm -hmm with a four-year-old at home and um now i'm almost 61 i'll be 61 in about three weeks i'm looking amazing like i said before you don't look it well the the blonde guy is now the gray guy so you know it's all good yeah about two years ago my wife's like i think you stopped bleaching your hair now i'm like okay because I tried to stop bleaching it years ago and she, I like the blonde. I'm like, now she's like salt and pepper. It is honey. Salt and yeah. pepper. It is great. Gray Fox. What are you going to do? <laughs> Silver go. Fox. But yeah, see, like even there was even, um, I have to say, I'm going to share this with you. And, and this is something I, for those of you listening at home, 
I've never talked about this. Um, so this will be the first time I'm, I'm kind of making a, a little bit of a mention. Um, but I'm a single mom of three. And it was a few months ago that Wonderful started to play. You know, my Spotify playlist just shuffled it up and 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 Wonderful started to play. And I was at a set of lights and I started to cry. And I started to cry because the lyrics were just hitting so differently. Like here I am with three kids. I'm on my own. You know what I mean? Like, and did I up my children? You know what I mean? Like you can't help but think that. And I know when you wrote it, it was a different time and divorce was, was different and whatever it's, it's a little bit. Not really. That was 20, 20 years ago. It was 2000. It was watching my children. I don't know. Are your parents still together? Yeah. So my parents were, my dad passed away seven and a half years ago. I'm sorry to hear that, but, but they were together till he passed. Yeah. So it was like, you know, coming from a house, like, like a home like that. And then you're just like, yeah. Yeah. You feel like a failure. I, I know it. Look, watching my child go through the same things that I went through because I was a child of divorce and she became a child of divorce and a large, large part of it because of my selfishness yeah. and my behavior and not being able to, even though I was clean and sober, I wasn't going to meetings all the time because I was just enjoying being the rock guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I, I was in the, in the program, we call that dry drunk. And uh, I've gone through periods of that. Thank God now I have a really great, great fellowship and a really great, strong program. And uh, my daughter now is benefiting from it. That's so but, um, good. But my elder, but point, point being said is going through divorce back then. And by the way, it was very brave of you to talk about. And I appreciate that because I talk about it in my shows. I love single moms because I was raised by a single mom. Um, that's one of the biggest acts of bravery you can do. And um, kudos to you for that. But Thank it's you. just like, I mean, what's the alternative? Not taking care of your babies? Right. No, there's no there's no choice there. You do no, what it's you like, have to do. It's like you said, when you make the choice to have children and you become a parent, Everything changes. It's not about you anymore. It's about them. We are talking about fatherhood, parenthood, everything in between music with art. Alex Sakis of Everclear. Don't go anywhere because we will be back with more right here on The Parenting Show. Welcome back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo. From chicmama.ca, Toronto's news, today's talk, 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night, and you are tuned into the Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto with my special guest, Mr. Art Alexakis of Everclear, guys. We're talking music. We're talking what it's like about being a dad and, and parenthood and, oh my gosh, a dad to two girls. One that is 30, one that is 15. And I don't know how you have the energy to do it all while still touring as well. Um, We'll get into that. But, you know, we were just talking about a song called Wonderful. And I want to ask you something before we, we, you know, wrap things up on this part. But like I said, a few months ago, heard Wonderful again. And it's a song I've listened to like a million times. But for some reason at that moment in time, 
at that stoplight, when it started to play, it was like, I never heard it before. And it was brand new to me again. And it, it brought me to tears, the message, the lyrics, what was being said. And I have to ask you, Art, when you wrote that, was that based on your perspective growing up or was it maybe like your oldest daughter? Okay. Well, the easy answer is both. So just, just uh, like get rid of some mis, you know, misconceptions. I write songs. Everyone thinks I write songs that are all autobiographical. They're like, well, you're going to run out of something to write about. And I'm like, <laughs> well, not really. Cause I keep living. Right. But, um, actually I write songs that are autobiographical, like I'll buy you a new life, father of mine. There are songs like that. And then there are songs that I just write that I'd say a third of them are just, I just write songs. I just, I'm a writer and mm -hmm. I just come up with ideas and scenarios and I write songs like that song I was talking about earlier, a song called sing away, which is about a parent dealing with um, their child killing themselves because of being shamed online, being shamed. And my, that hasn't happened to me, but I have a child. She's been picked on. She's been bullied. And I can, I, I'm a human being. I can feel what other people feel. So that's one way of doing it. And then the other way, which a lot of our my songs come from, are like wonderful, where I take things from my life. I take things from other people's life. And I create amalgams or composites of characters and that character in there is both me um it's me watching my five six-year-old go about life as a child of divorce which you never see coming you yeah. never think okay we're gonna get married and be married for five years yeah. and then move on you never think that you think you're gonna be married forever you try to be and watching her go through the things I went through was soul crushing. And when I wrote that song, there's so much of that heartbreak and emotion and putting myself into the child, singing from the child's point of view that, uh, yeah, that song and father of mine, when I play that song, grown men at shows, big tattooed, scary looking grown men, biker looking dudes are weeping at yeah. shows and moms too but men too i like making men cry it's kind of yeah, i love it <laughs> <laughs> every divorced mom is like you go get them but um <laughs> i i uh yeah to answer your question wonderful is is a little bit of both and um you know you, you were talking about energy earlier having the energy to be a child to to work as much as we do and we're we're busier now than we've been in 25 years that's amazing thank god i mean yeah. i'm so grateful for it uh, and it, it's just there's a buzz right now for 90s bands and forever clear a lot of young people like 25 percent of the kids that come out weren't even born when we were putting out hits and they're singing all the words not just the hits all the words because they're hungry for rock there's no real there's not that many no. real rock bands coming up out of music anymore and um so that I've been very grateful for that. But talking about the energy, um, as we spoke about earlier, in 2016, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And uh, 
I was doing okay with it. I didn't talk about it um, outside of friends and family. And then in 2019, I made a solo record and I wrote a song uh, with a record called The Hot Water Test, which was about my MS. Yes. So that's when I came out and I was public about it. But um, I was doing okay with it until I got COVID in 2021 and it progressed my MS. I was in the hospital for about a month. I was in bed for about three months. Um, and now I'm on a really good medication and a good protocol. I'm doing great again. But energy, having energy, dealing with fatigue is a big issue for anybody in their early 60s or 50s. As you get older, it's harder, right? Thanks yeah, but you're on. doing that, like, yeah. and you're touring. You guys just finished, wrapped up, like, what, the 17 to. show I tour don't... in Australia, and you've got a 15 year old. So, like, I have to. I don't. I'm not rich. I don't. I'm not rich. I have to work. I have yeah. to leave a legacy for my family. I could be in a wheelchair in 10 years or five years. I don't know. You know, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't eat a lot of. I don't eat hardly any sugar. You know, I. I don't. I. I'm. I do a lot of the good things and almost all the good things I'm supposed to do. I swim. I got a pool in my backyard. I swim almost every day. You swim too? Yeah. You know what? I wish I uh, swam more, but I am, I, I'm just in love with the water. So I need to. Yeah, but my pool's the right there. I mean, well, when, here when we in Toronto, we're not, I, even if you have a pool in the backyard, it turns into an ice skating rink. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm very blessed. And that's part of the reason I live in California. It's, it's, it's expensive, but you get what you pay for. I like yeah. the political environment and I like I like the weather, you know. But I that being said, I, um, I do everything in my power to give myself more energy so I can continue to work. But more importantly, that I can be present for my family. For my wife and my 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 daughter there's times when i just want to lay in bed and not do anything because i really feel exhausted just physically and emotionally exhausted but i can't but i, I love can't. what you're saying here because it's something i say on the show often i always say that we need to take care of ourselves because if we are not in a good place as a parent how are we going to be in a good place for our children. And Absolutely. I always use the analogy of the mask on the plane. You know, you got to put it on yourself before you can put it on your kids. Because if you are of no good, then what good is it to them? Right. We've got yeah. Art Alexakis of Everclear on the show. Don't go anywhere. We've got more right here on the Parenting Show, 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. You are tuned into 640 Toronto, and this is The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. We've got my special guest, Mr. Art Alexakis of Everclear. So so let's see here. Um, You write songs, you sing songs, you play guitar, you're a dad of two... I produced the music. Oh my and, gosh. And directed a lot of our videos back in the day. I didn't know that. Yeah. I went to film school. Look at that. That's okay. Oh. Like, and this is the stuff that I grew up listening to. Um, one of my one of my favorite bands. And art, we've we've talked, we've talked so much about life, what it was like for you growing up. 
what it was like becoming a dad, the in-between stage, uh, talked about your daughters, some of the music and the lyrics, the stories behind that stuff. Yeah. But you guys haven't stopped. You guys are still going. <laughs> no, we, we haven't stopped. We refuse to that. Stop. We're actually, we're actually more popular and more successful now than we have been in 20 years. And we, we just, Hit our 30 year milestone last year, uh, 30 years of our uh, since our first album, World of Noise, which I made for $400. True story. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it was funny. I was as a dad, I was, you know, I, I was working jobs and playing in bands and still on welfare. And uh, my my girlfriend, soon to be my second wife, mother, of my eldest daughter, uh, her boss asked if I would come dig out a garden for a hundred bucks. And she's like, you go get that hundred bucks. I'm digging out this garden all pissed off, you know? And I look over the fence and there's these guys walking in and out of the house, like hipster looking rock guys. And I'm like, ah, it's a drug deal. I know a drug deal. I'm cleaning this over three years. I know a drug deal. And, you know, and I see the guy and he goes, hey man, aren't you in that band Evergreen or Ever something? No. Yeah, Everclear, Everclear. <laughs> Yeah, he goes, yeah, I've seen you guys. He goes, want to come see my studio? I go, you got a studio? I went and looked at it. I go, how much to record? He goes, 10 bucks an hour. And I go, That's a steal. Well, not when you're on welfare. It is. <laughs> I was That's broke. true. And he's like, I'm like, would you take some stuff and trade? He goes, yeah. And so I go get these two, a reverb unit and a delay. And he gave me $400 worth of, of, of trade, which is 40 hours. We had 12 songs. We went and recorded all the songs. And um, I part, part, part of it was I wanted to see our my band was, I wasn't sure if this was the right band for my last band or not. And after listening to the tapes, I'm like, yes. And that became, that tape, be, be, those 12 songs became our first record, World of Noise, which to date have sold like 450, almost 500,000 records for $400 investment. But what did you but, say about your, your Canadian fans versus the American ones? Oh, well, I, well, I was just saying, when you were a kid growing up, watching us on, on much music. Much music. Yeah, we were, we, we've always been like, when we would sell a million records in the states we would sell like we would be double platinum we'd be platinum there be double platinum in canada and it's different numbers because you know it's like yeah yeah the, the criteria is a bit different yeah but but same thing in australia too and and uh, other english speaking places we had a lot of success well but, we um, definitely definitely love you here and, uh, and absolutely you've got some Ever, Everclear, you and Everclear have some like fun and exciting stuff coming down. We do, we including do. a live album in September. We have a live record coming out in September. We recorded a performance at the legendary Whiskey A Go Go on the Hollywood Strip on the Sunset Strip yes. last December. It's done. It sounds great. We've got two new songs that are going to be on the record. It's going to be on vinyl, double vinyl. Yes. Because really cool. uh, uh, single. Um, CDs, not cassettes, maybe cassettes. Oh, we'll do the cassettes. Uh, no, no one buys cassettes, but kids. I'm no a vinyl a, girl. You, you don't have a cassette player. In your I do. I, no, I'm a radio don't. girl. I have a cassette player. No. What? what how old is your car? <laughs> no, not in the car at home. Okay. Not oh, in the car. 
<laughs> okay. But that being said, um, yeah, it's going to have two new songs. You're the Tiger that we put out. That's online now. And you can see that, see the video and, and the music for it. And a song called Sing Away, which I was talking about earlier, which is one of your solo projects that... that was on a solo album, uh, which on the solo album is more acoustic on this version. It's full on Everclear rock, you know, a rock song. And uh, really proud of it. I don't plan on making new albums. I plan on doing a song or two a year it. and putting it out of singles and videos and putting all the juice into a couple songs, you know, and it's fun to it. do. Yeah. And, you know, but um, yeah, I, I I really appreciate when when uh, our, our mutual friend Darren um, asked us, asked me to be on this and he kind of bugged me about it. I looked into your show and I really love your honesty and oh, thank you. Your, your your refusal to uh, just not not attack life head on. I mean, being a single mom with three kids that strikes home for me with my with my mom. Uh, you know, my mom did the best she could do to raise me. Um, she raised me up. I, we lived in a housing project. Things happened that she never knew about that I never told her. I got raped and beaten when I was eight years old, and um, did drugs started doing drugs smoking pot when i was nine shooting up when i was 13 um you know i went through a lot of stuff uh she lost a son to an overdose my eldest brother when i was 12 he was 21 um and she almost lost me several times but she never gave up on me just like you'll never give up on your kids and that's what we do as parents and i'm blessed to be able be clean and sober have a wonderful family i love it i get to play guitar for a living i get to sing for a living you get Even to do what you 60s, love it's the dream i am living the dream and more importantly i'm grateful for it and i try to pay it back through being of service to people i'm a i'm a certified life coach a sobriety coach um creative coach and uh uh parenting coach i do that on, on the side, that's my side gig, but I still, I'm going to do Everclear until they take the guitar it. out of my hands. I love it. And there's a tour coming too. I hope that means a stop in Toronto art well, because we'll see. we need to hope rock so. out. We do need to rock out, but we're playing a show in, in April in, for Hootie Fest, Hootie and the Blowfish, and we're playing the same night. We're opening for Toronto's own Bare Naked Ladies. So, I love there it. You go. There's the Canadian. I love connection. it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining and for sharing. It was an absolute pleasure having you as my guest tonight. And Art, anytime you want to come back on, right. the door here is open. Thanks. Best to you, Pam. Thank, Thank you. you. Guys, if you missed any of the show and you want to listen back, it will be up on our podcast. So just go and take a listen everywhere and anywhere you like to get your podcast. But that is it for us. We will catch you next week right here on The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, chicmama.ca, and this is 640 Toronto.